finally have a regular season game and we got lots to unpack from that lots going on in camp but first let's go around the world here how you doing today jamie i'm well man it's it's game day i, I love fridays when it's game day and uh as always jacked up to see the Leafs play the senators uh Game one of uh, nine, I guess, or ten, however many games they're going to play. So. There's nine, but uh, Mr. Outridge, how you feeling? Oh, you know, it's offside recording day, so it's always a good day. But uh, Leafs hockey's back, hockey's back, and uh, Connor McDavid woke up, so my fantasy team's even happy. How you doing? <laughs> You're still trailing just like me, but we'll see what happens. So let's jump right into that game, my friend. We had a game against the Montreal Canadiens, obviously kicking off the season. Maple Leafs win it 5-4 in a shoot, or not shootout, in an overtime victory. I'm all amped up, boys. Sorry, I'm high on the coffee today. But um, the boys uh, pick up that victory, and then there's a lot of controversy. So Wayne Simmons gets into a fight with, I think, Ben Sherratt, and it changes the Maple Leafs' fortunes. I don't really care what anybody says on the other side of the battle, but when he yelled at that bench, William Nylander said, A, he was scared. And B, it put a boost to the boys because everybody wanted to jump across that line that I've been talking about and drag themselves into the game. Did taking two penalties or getting two power plays, however you want to put it, help the Maple Leafs? Of course. But how did they get to that point? They got to that point by using their speed, by using their offensive prowess, by putting their foot on the gas and not taking it off after that fight. So you could say, well, it didn't really spark them. They weren't playing down on the other end. And that's where both penalties were called by the Maple Leafs being in the other end, moving their feet and dictating play, which is what happened after Wayne Simmons sparked that team. Tell me I'm wrong, Jamie. Oh, you're absolutely right. As far as Leafland goes, maybe that's how they saw it. But talking to a lot of reporters this morning, um, a lot of people that cover the Habs um, had mentioned the penalties early. Uh, taking it took his toll on the Habs in that game. Once the penalties came, as we know, we see in junior hockey, fellas, uh, the best teams once they're on the power play, they pounce on the opportunities, and, and Toronto did that. And uh, and I ultimately think that's what turned the game around. They got on the power play, the Leafs did, and then uh, made a game out of it. And uh, good old Mo uh, plotted the winner in overtime. So, what do you think, Kyle? Did it have an effect on the game, or are we just looking too much into one thing that we wanted to see from Wayne Simmons. Well, let me just put it this way. I put up a post right after that fight saying I was ready to run through a wall myself. If you, if you don't think those boys didn't get jacked up after seeing him drop the gloves, whether it, whether it had a, had an effect on the goals directly, it had an effect on the tempo of the game. You could see it in the legs. Nylander on the four check causes, causes Drew to make that play that, you know, a bad bounce, yes, but rushing him by his forecheck and just having juice. The Leafs looked like they had energy after that. And if you don't think those young kids on the bench got jacked up after seeing a fight, which you rarely see and you never see in a blue and white Leafs jersey, my God, those guys were jacked up and it, and it showed. So I definitely think it had an effect. I think it was uh, it was what was needed. And uh, that's what Wayne Simmons is here to do. He's going to punch your head off. And uh, when, it, when it's time, he, he did what he needed to do. So looking at that game as a whole, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously getting the victory. There's one other thing that not a lot of people were talking about, but some were. Last year when Toronto got down, it seemed like they couldn't figure it out. It seemed like they couldn't get a spark. They couldn't get it going. They couldn't come back. Not only did they come back in this game and win, 
but they came back twice, which I know, hey, it's a microcosm. It's one freaking game. But you look at that, and that's a positive to build going forward. And we didn't see that much last year. And I want to ask you guys, you, and Jamie, I'll get you to go first on this one, but you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and the battle back that they had, and just, again, you had the fight. You had you know the older veterans chipping in, trying to get the play going, just different things that were happening throughout. And then the Leafs ultimately get the goals on the power play tied up. They go down early in the third, find a way to come back again in the third period. Amazing. I think they never came back last year when they were trailing in the third. So that itself is a step forward. Then you win in overtime. But I want to I want to extrapolate on this, guys. This team needs to take that step. And what is the old adage that everybody says about a team? Good teams find a way to win. Even if they don't deserve to win, they still find a way to win. And on Wednesday night, the Toronto Maple Leafs found a way to win. Now, I want to say, am I crazy on this? Or is that, I know, like I said, one game. Yes, I know one game under our belt. Got another one coming tonight, another one tomorrow. But to start the season like that and be able to build and say, hey, you know what, if we get down, it's not the end of the world. We can come back. What do you guys think? Jamie, you first. Well, it comes down, if you can believe in your goaltender, there was timely saves that Freddie Anderson made, then that helps you win games. This this is a short year. It's going to be a sprint. The Toronto Maple Leafs right now are a sprint team. They're fast. They're going to play fast hockey. Stay out of the box. They're going to win hockey games. So maybe the identity is a bit different than last year. I don't know the, the actual formula that, that's, that the Leafs are going to be using this year. Um, I know the team's different from last year, and uh, it's going to be a short season. And where the Toronto Maple Leafs are a sprint team, this is going to, and this is being a sprint NHL um, with a short season. You know, Toronto's. I think they're going to go uh, have a great season and then uh, make a great run in the playoffs. But the, the actual formula um, that the Leafs are using right now, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's early, and there was no preseason game, so maybe in ten games or so, when the when the team's going and things are clicking then then we can reevaluate things at, at that point what do you think Kyle? i mean i i i, I mean listen the the, the leaf the leaf the leafs are are, are are primed to to take a big step and they, they've made additions and um don't think that uh you know that veteran leadership going into the third period in that locker room you didn't get guys like jumbo joe and and simmons saying let's go boys like you know you, you got to keep it going the comeback's there you got to find a way to get it done did the leafs deserve to win no, they played awful. The PK was absolutely atrocious. And I mean, you know, we, we made quite a few mistakes and steady Freddy looks like shaky Freddy. So, um, I mean, you know, the, but like you said, James, they found a way to win, whatever that way is. Uh, it doesn't matter. You, you can't make excuses. You got enough talent to win games solely on, on most nights, just on talent. So find a way to put the puck in the net, find a way to get the juices going and, and they did. So, um, I mean, are we going to see hockey like that all season long? I, I I don't think so. You know, it always – the first week or two is always going to be a, a track meet for teams. It's going to be back and forth shootouts. Uh, look at the Washington and Buffalo game last night. Uh, it was the same thing. You know, it's just you're going to have high-scoring games and you're going to have to stay in it. And the Leafs did. Um, I mean, down 3-1 in the first – Hell, I was, I was like, you know, this, this, they score one. If, if, if uh, Montreal scores one more, you know, you, you can, you can start seeing how it's going to be a, a bad night for the, for the rest of the night. But, you know, we got our chances on the power play and they cashed in and made it count. So uh, good on the lease. That's, they're going to have to do that all season long. 
Um, you're not going to have the chance to say, oh, well, we should have had it, but we didn't. No, you need to have it, and you only have 56 games, so you're going to have to have them. So um, good on them. Uh, good comeback. Uh, good to see Mojo getting that, getting that tally in OT. I, I think I almost broke my TV, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I definitely uh, spooked the dog and woke the house kind of like in the summertime and at least pulled it off against Columbus in that one game. But we look at this game and I want to ask you guys specifically who drew your attention that game? What made you excited? Um, you know, what was like, okay, you know, other than the guys that we usually get to see um, there's two for me. Uh, one was, I like the fact that you didn't hear much about TJ Brody the entire game. There was a couple quips about how he moved the puck out or, how he closed off the def- or the uh, the forward, but there was never a oh a gaff at the puck or this or that. It was always quiet and allowed Morgan Riley to play his game, which is good for me. I like that. The other thing that I I didn't really get, but I understood, was the Jimmy VC hate on that penalty. He got stapled to the bench. He did score on the fortunate bounce, but it didn't look like he was clicking with that line with Tavares and Nylander. I could be wrong. I know he scored, but that doesn't cure everything if there's no chemistry there i know it's one game but it didn't look like it was there and one thing i want to throw out there completely and i know it's the first game i know legs are tired but jesus boys the line changes were absolutely atrocious like i remember they had the stat about kadri and bozak and them and how they used to uh you know change and it was so beer league like that game was beer league like for the changes. Guys weren't getting off the ice fast enough. And I think the rest could have blew the whistles a couple more times. But I know the crispness will come. But I want to ask you guys about VC, what you thought of him. And then I want to hear your thoughts on Brody as well. Go ahead, Kyle. I mean, Jimmy VC, what, what can I say? Uh, uh, I was excited to see him come. Um, I know we were, we were in on him before. Um, but I mean, Listen, Jimmy VC, he's had the un- unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, he's been playing with subpar teammates or line mates, I guess. He never really got a chance to play with uh, much talent. You know, he was, you know, generic, generically, he was uh, generally, sorry, he was a third or fourth line guy most nights in, in uh, New York and stuff like that. So uh, it's nice to see him get a chance with, uh, with some higher caliber players and uh, it's going to pay off. I mean, he's going to find himself in the right spots. Like, let's not be joking. This kid finds the right spots to be on the ice. Um He's smaller, he's quiet, he gets it done, but he, he's in the right spots. And when you're in the right spots with guys like Johnny Tavares and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner on your team, they're going to find you. They're going to put the puck on your stick and you're going to get some goals. So uh, it was nice to see him put that one in the back of the net. I, I'm sure there'll be plenty more out of him. And uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and said, don't don't sleep on Jimmy Vesey. He could have a big breakout year this year having some quality players around him. So uh, it was nice to see him. Nice to see him get on the score sheet and uh, hopefully we see a lot more because we're going to need that secondary production as well. What do you say, Jamie? Well, Kyle hit the nail on the head. Um, I I kind of wanted wanted to ask your guys' opinion on Babarinov or however you pronounce his last name. Do we see? I think we see Robertson sooner than people think. I, um, I know the the Leafs made one roster change today. Uh, I think you know who it is, James. I'll let you talk about that here shortly. But I I say we see Robertson over the weekend. Maybe he goes on that fourth line or. Is, or is inserted over the weekend, but um, I'm really wanting to see Robertson on the ice sooner than uh, people think. And uh, Berberinov, um, he didn't do too much for me. And uh, Kyle hit the head on 
hit the nail on the head regards to Brody and uh, uh, um, BC and that Kierfort line change that was uh, brutal. Like, how do you like? How do you leave tartar sauce out in the middle of the ice and just score? Go down oh, on a break. Man, I called it. I said that. On, I said I tweeted that out. I said, "How the oh. hell did you get behind them? That that yeah. clear, like that clear cut." But it is, it is what it is. It, it's opening night. The jitters are there. You know, there's going to be issues and problems and this and that. And for Babaranov, I'll say this, boys. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that'll step in front of a shot and, and block it. You know, and, and, you know, he did that a couple times. He took one off the arm real bad, um, you know, shook off the bumblebees and kept going. But that's what you want out of your fourth line. You want a guy to lay it on the line. And he's trying to do things to keep himself in the lineup. I was picking a few guys on, on Wednesday night to focus on throughout the play. Like I said, I watched Brody, VC. I watched Pavaranov, what he could do. Um, you know, I liked seeing him block shots. I want more out of him, and more will come. I mean, he's adjusting to this new team, new ice, new everything. So we'll see what goes there. But, you know, the Maple Leafs got out of victory, 5-4 overtime. We're pumped up about the points, and now we swing into the weekend where we got two games against the Ottawa Senators, and everybody thinks Ottawa is a doormat. Everybody thinks they're going to be the last in the league. I personally have gone on record many times and said that they are not going to be the last team. You have a motivated, rejuvenated Matt Murray. You have guys on that squad that are veterans like Stepan, uh, Dadanov's there. They want to put the puck in the net. Then you have a bunch of kids that are hungry and want to prove themselves. And I'm talking about guys like Batherson and Shabbat and Tuchuk. They all want to make sure that they're doing the right things to put this team on the map and show that they're not just a wiping point for all the other teams in the Canadian division. But tonight, we get to see the one and only Mr. Smiles, Mr. Friendship, Mr. Everything You Want of Ray of Sunshine. Jack Campbell is between the pipes. So we get the soup can to block the shots tonight. I can't wait to see him between the pipes. Obviously, that means Freddie gets prime time on Saturday night. But I'm wondering for you guys, you go and do two games against Ottawa. Do you start your best chance win on a Saturday night or on a Friday night? And for me, I know it's the same team, but I would go Friday night. The boys' legs are fresher. It may be the chance to pick up those two points, but then some people may say you put Freddie in the second half of that back-to-back because he will be fresh and be able to bail out his teammates a bit more. Kyle, what do you think? Where do you start the backup in this situation? And what do you think of the Ottawa Senators for the Maple Leafs this weekend? Well, I'm reading uh, Terry Koshan for another show. Campbell and goal tomorrow night. So Campbell's playing Saturday night. So it looks like Ooh. we got Freddie and goal tonight. Um, I mean, I'm with you though. I I think you know I I'm I'm a fan of playing your your backup first. Give them the fresher guys, you know, especially early on in the season. I mean, Campbell hasn't played played a game other than the blue and white game, so um, you know he's going to want a chance to uh, get a feel and, and you know have guys at, at their quickest level. But hey, at the end of the day, maybe get them on while they're tired, and you have a better chance of you know outlasting them and and and, and being fresher because you you haven't played yet. But uh, I mean, it's all preference on. I think more on more so on the goalies. Uh, what the goalies prefer. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Keith's, Keith's going to play the matchups, right? So um, if he thinks, you know, we steal a big two points tonight, have Freddie in net, Freddie needs a bounce back game, you know, rather than have him sit out, um, let him get back in there, let him get, shake those cobwebs off. And then uh, soup gets a soup gets a go on Saturday night. So um, I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see Campbell. I, there's a lot of uh, high expectations for him, especially with uh, Freddie in the end of his, uh, coming to the end of his, and still no, still no real announcements or any updates on contract uh, talks. So uh, it'll be interesting. As for Ottawa, 
you can't sleep on a team that has nothing to lose. Um, I've, I've listened to a lot of people. Um, I mean, they're, they're not a team that's, you know, going to, going to wow you every night, but Hey, they got, they got some offensive uh, ability there. And uh, if you can get Matt Murray back to some kind of form from when he won two cups with Pittsburgh, you might want to look out for Ottawa. They could, they could catch up real quick. And I mean, there's still moves to be made and they, they got room to make those moves. So um, you, you can't count them out. And uh, especially in an all Canadian division, um, they're that pain in the butt team. You don't want to play. They just, they keep coming. Um, there's no quit in them. And uh, like I said, they have nothing to lose. So they're the worst teams to play. Uh, so Toronto's going to have to come out, be ready. And uh, it's going to be a good old battle of Ontario because we got more to come after this. What do you say, Kyle, or uh, Jamie, what do you think about this? I read it. I read it differently. I was seeing the same thing you were, Kyle, on our front of the show, Terry Coates. And I thought Campbell was playing tonight, but I just reread it and, and he's playing tomorrow night. But all I'm going to say about the Ottawa Senators, they're going to be a lot more. They're going to be a lot more uh, competitive. They're a whole entirely different team than last year, and and that's all I really have to say about the Senators. And man, I'm waiting to see St- uh, Stutzel, uh, Stutzel, who played for Germany and helped that team uh, get to where they where they did in that World Junior. I'm excited. And uh, on, on a side note too, it's it's going to be t- I'm going to be uh, channel surfing because uh, it's Northeastern versus Boston College in uh, in college hockey and uh, Devin Levi versus Spencer Spencer Knight tonight. So it's it's going to be a great Friday night with hockey. It's uh, channel surfing uh, between those two games, hundred uh, percent. So. Well, you know, I can't wait for this weekend because they give us a whole lot more to talk about and break down on Monday. Um, you look around uh, the Canadian division, obviously, uh, a lot of teams are trying to get their legs about them. You know, this is a feel it out. It's a feel good Friday kind of show. We look at everything that's going to go on. Coming back on Monday, everyone, too, is going to be a three stars and the warrior of the week. Can't wait to get that kicked off and ready to rock uh, this weekend. Obviously, we have Toronto tonight, Toronto tomorrow. I'm going to go out around the rim here and see Jamie this weekend. The Toronto Maple Leafs finished with a record of what? Uh, two, two and two and one with a uh, one game this weekend being an Ottawa overtime win. Kyle Overidge, what say ye? I'm I, I'm gonna go with uh, two wins. I, I think Toronto. Uh, I I think tonight for sure Toronto is gonna gonna have a lot of energy, a lot of juice, and uh, they're gonna want to get after it early. And I'm sure Keith's been on them after that ugly start in our first game. So I think Toronto takes tonight, and uh, I think the overall depth of our lineup takes over tomorrow night on Saturday night, and uh, really uh, really puts the crunch on on the Ottawa Senators and their young young guys, stuff like that. So I'm looking for uh, four big points from the Leafs this weekend. Yeah, uh, I got. I got a special. Hey, hey, you give Sorry. me a minute to get my goddamn prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna come around that corner. I'm not. All I'm saying, James, I'm not throwing Ottawa under the bus. I got a special place in my heart for the Ottawa Senators. I visit that place quite a bit, and I'm not. You got a special I'm, place I'm not, in your heart for everybody. Yeah, I'm not falling that tenth up quite yet, man. I, I'm gonna give the Sens credit, and uh, hey, friend of the show, Wayne Scanlon. He's man, he's been a uh, treat since I've known him, and since you've known him. So we can't fold their tenth quite quite early so listen i'm not going to fold them like a cheat tent right yet but i'm going to say the toronto maple leafs will pick up two victories this weekend i'm, I'm saying the ottawa senators will find their legs but with all the new additions and young players it'll take a little bit for them i think to get rolling 
And with Matt Murray as well, obviously he has to find his confidence. And when you got guys like Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Elander, uh, the list goes on and on and on, you know, on this team that could, could go bar down on you, could score on you, could do different things. I, it may be hard for a young defense. It may be hard for a forward group that's trying to gel. And you could say all the right things, which the Ottawa Senators are, about their camp and how everything's going. But, you know, you never know until you get on the ice and it gets tested. But I think the Maple Leafs will skate with two more victories, come out of this weekend 3-0, and which will be freaking awesome. And uh, we'll see what next week shakes out to be. But uh, I want to, again, well, it seems like we're doing this every episode now, but there's another uh, tip of the cap we didn't get to talk about, but Jay Bomeister uh, is now officially retired as well. Last week we talked about Corey Crawford. Um, just want to do a quick tip of the cap moment to Jay Bo. Uh, lots of memories watching him play, whether it's for Florida, for Calgary, or St. Louis. Um, you know, scary moment with him on the bench last year or a couple of years ago, I think it was. But he did get the uh, the Stanley Cup ring with St. Louis. Um, you know, good way to cap off the career. Hopefully he can stay uh, happy, healthy, and live the, uh, the long life that he's probably going to. But as a hockey player, he was a guy that I always picked up in my NHL games. Uh, loved to have him on the back end. Wish he was a Leaf at some point. But uh, tip of the cap to J-Bo on a great career from the offside crew here. Oh, Yes, sir. Couldn't, better, couldn't, couldn't send it better myself and played Team Canada and achieved a lot of good things in uh, the game of hockey and NHL alumni. It's great to have them. So there's one thing that I want to get on before we uh, wrap this up for today. Feel Good Friday here for the Offside Hockey Talk. Sounds like a good thing to name this show. Um, I want to ask you guys one question about Brian Burke and his absolute downright hate for William Nylander. Um, there's no other way to describe it. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught his comments about what William Nylander did in the Montreal game where he said, oh, he, he can go out there and be invisible for 15 minutes, but score you two goals and get an assist. And, you know, he's the hero. But for the rest of the game, he did nothing. I don't think William Nylander was like that through the game. I think there were points where obviously any player is not visible because they're not touching the puck or doing things. But to say that a guy wasn't there for the whole 50 minutes, checked out, and then just scored three points, I don't think that's an accurate representation. And he's been hard on Nylander all the way back through the negotiations of the contract. But I want to ask you guys, is there, you know, what's in the craw of uh, of Brian Burke here? Why has he got such a hard on for William Nylander here? Well, I think he he shoots from the hip. He he says what he says, and he he, uh, stays below the line, unlike, you know, what Don Cherry, what happened to Don Cherry there, but he um, knows what to say and he doesn't cross the line. And I'm not saying Don Cherry uh, deserved to be fired. I know everyone loves him, but hey, who loves Brian Burke? Who really cares? But you know, at the end of the day, like everyone's going to be on everybody and it's it's Leafland. Everyone's impatient. And, and um, I just posted a clip there on Twitter um, on uh, Talk to talking rp was talking to mike richards and about how impatient is toronto right now in both raptors and leafs you got to be really patient and uh it makes for great content you know brian burke's on there for a reason so at the end of the day it makes for great content but man like those those two goals were amazing and uh help at the end of the day the leafs won and nylander helped so say what you want about nylander and his uh his flow there but you know it's you know, you just gotta be patient in Leafland, and and uh, good things will come. And then once once the the cup does come, everyone's gonna forget about uh, what kind of player played. You on hear that, that, Kenny? You hear what he said there, Kenny Reed? Because I know you listen. He said, "When the cup comes, not if 
When? Just like I said to you. When? Not if. Sorry, Kenny. It's coming, buddy. Hey, Kyle, what, what do you think about Berkey and Nylander, though? Uh, I mean, hey, I, I mean, they're, they're never going to give the kids some love. I mean, uh, I, everybody's so hard on the kid, but I mean, he's got, he's got so much to prove, so much potential, and he's, he's proving, proving every year he's going to, he's getting better. I mean, uh, I was talking, I was talking with, uh, with my buddy, and, you know, it just seems like, you know, every year he evolves, he gets, uh, he gets something new, and, uh, you know, this year we see, uh, we see a little bit of a different shot and, you know, different, different style of his uh, four checking abilities. And uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a young kid. He's growing. And I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a big part of the Leafs going forward. Uh, he's one of our most, more favorable contracts. And uh, I think, you know, management really sees the potential in Willie. And I know Sheldon Keith knows him well, and, you know, he, they really want to see him succeed in Toronto. So uh, I'm excited on, on seeing Willie. I mean, it was, I was jacked up to see him score two goals and, uh, really get going early and, and you know I, I think silence some critics um but I mean I just think his overall style of game is going to get better this year and uh, every year following I mean it already has so um you know when the cup does come a hat shots at Henry uh you know I think it's definitely going to be uh it's definitely going to be uh, a way for people to forget about Willie and, and all those contracts and everything else I mean this team this team's there um, they're, they're like people said, I know a lot of people said, you know, the last couple of years was in the window. Um, I, I'm, I wasn't a firm believer as in the window as, as it was. Um, they're definitely in the window now. They need to win now. They've made the additions to try and do that. And I think all those are going to benefit Willie. I think you're already seeing it and you're going to continue to see it. Um, and I mean, the, the, the kid's jacked up. He's ready to go. So uh, good on Willie. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the year and what the rest of the Leafs do. But uh Overall, I'm excited for Willie, that's for sure. But Berkey needs to lay out. Yeah, no, he definitely does. But, hey, boys, this weekend, two Toronto Maple Leafs games. Can't wait. Hockey is back. So much hockey. I think after Wednesday, it was 116 games when it all kicked off in a row. Absolutely beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.